Hello, everyone, and welcome in to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. Joined by your hosts, as always, Michael with Jacob, here live with you post-match Tottenham 3, Manchester City 2 at the Etihad. Talk to me. And folks, talk to me. Conte's Tricky Lily Whites, I am here to report that they are back. Dejan Kulazewski makes his... Full Premier League debut, first start under Antonio Conte's uh, Lily Whites. Dejan. Dejan. Dejan, whatever it, you want to call it. I heard it. Hey, you know what? Kulu, Deki, it don't matter, yeah. baby. I heard it pronounced Dan, like Dan, almost as like yeah. a Dan. Dan? Dan? Regardless. Dan Kulusevsky yeah. from Juventus. He makes his first Premier League start. We'll get into the lineup in a little bit, but he opens the scoring in the fourth minute. Harry Kane scores our second goal in the 59th, and then he scores our third in the 95th minute in stoppage time. We'll get to it all, folks. But bottom line, Spurs avoid losing four in a row in the Premier League. They beat the defending champions. They beat the league leaders on the road in a tough environment, a half-empty Etihad Stadium. You know it's always a hostile environment for the, uh, for the El Plastico fans. But regardless, yeah. huge, huge result. And folks, we come to you here with, oh man, such much more positive vibes than in, uh, in recent times. It's a nice, refreshing victory. And Jacob, Talk I think I me. nutted five times in the second half alone because of Harold Edward Kane. What a performance. Let's start with him before we get into the starting eleven. Harry Kane, you mad Talk man. Talk to me. Talk you to mad me. Man. He's a madman. He's the king. The king is back, mm-hmm. baby. The king has returned. Mm-hmm. I've been not his number one critic, but I've been I've been harsh. I've been rough I know. on Harry Kane. But that's because my expectations of the man are so high, because I respect his game and he's shown it to me time and time again why he's got probably one of the biggest cocks in England. So for me, I'm sure his wife is happy and all Spurs fans are happy because this is I know the team I am. that he wanted this is the team that he wanted to leave us for. And he did that to them. The fact that we had lost three games in a row, then we're going in into the empty hod, playing the league leaders. There's no way we win that game, right? Like there's no way. You don't do that. This this is the second time we play him too. If this was the first time, I'd say, okay, maybe they let us slip. And they let us get one by him. This is the second time we played him, bro, and we won again. I mean, what else can you say? Everyone stepped the fuck up. We everyone, all played. Yeah. Everyone played with BDE. Everyone played, I mean, like we had nothing to lose. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Antonio Conte, you're not listening, but if you ever do, I fucking uh, love, we you, love you. We love you. We love you. I'm in your DMs. I'm in your comments. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere for you, Conte. You've got a fan for life. I don't Mm -hmm. care what you do. The fact what you gave me, you will forever be solidified as a manager 
that I love. For like, sure. That was that was such a beautiful game, bro. We kept getting down. VAR kept trying to take us out of it. The fourth official sat on the sidelines, loved it. Into my fucking veins, bro. That fourth official so sad that we scored in the 90-some minute to end that game. Fake. He was Fake. upset, bro. He was upset. For real. Regardless, man, man huge Harry performance, King. huge result. But Harry I, you alluded to this, and let's let's go ahead and get into it now before we talk about the starting 11. We might as well. Um, it's just a, a great team performance, a great team effort, I think, more importantly. You saw 11 players out there at a time that were giving their all. Sometimes, yes, the quality wasn't there. We'll get into it in a little bit. But still, the effort was there from, I, I agree with you, from every single player in this starting 11 this week. Wetness. So let's get into it. Hugo and Nett, as always. Wet. Christian Romero, Eric Dyer, and Ben Wet. Davies round out the threesome. Now, obviously, Ben Davies had a, uh, a shocking performance against Wolves. He still makes the starting 11 against City. Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessegnon start once more at the wing-back positions. Conte Emerson said, on the right, Conte Sessegnon said on Davies the left. had a really good uh, game. Antonio Conte said that in his post-game with Spurs TV. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that. And whenever he was... The guy had kind of asked him, you know, you got Eric Dyer and Christian Romero together again, finally. Like, what was that like for you guys? And he's like, you can't really single out one person. You got to also say, like, Ben Davies. I mean, obviously, don't take me word for word on the quote, but to the effect of, hey, yeah, we had Dyer and Romero together, but don't forget about Ben Davies. I mean, he was shit in about two out of the last three games. Absolute dog shit. We talked all the shit about him. Mm-hmm. Pierre Milhoibier and, and uh, Rodrigo Bentoncourt round out the midfield with uh, Hyun Min Hung, Hyun Min Dad, Hyun Min Son, and Dejan Kulazewski, like we mentioned making his full Premier League debut, first start for Tottenham. They're up front on either wings. And to lead the line, Harold Edward Kane. We, I mentioned it earlier. Scored two goals in this match, both in the second half, both to take the lead, and ultimately the last one to win the game in the 95th minute, fifth minute of extra time. Probably his best performance this season and definitely one of his best Best performances, ladies and gentlemen, of all time in a Spurs kit. We can debate it all you want, but I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm telling you right now that that Harry Kane performance against Manchester City was one of the best performances I have ever seen in my life. Truly. I, I saw a few stats on Twitter. Shout out at whoever the fuck on Twitter, our reliable hey, shout source. Out, shout out, shout out. Three shots, three on target, yeah. two of them were goals, and he could have had a fourth but one got ruled off for offside. VAR took off what would have been a 3-1 game before Riyad Mahrez um, scored and finished a, an unlucky VAR penalty kick call that went in the favor of Manchester City. But regardless, it didn't fucking matter. I'm going to bring him out right now. So if you're watching on Spotify on video, fun fact, bring if you didn't out, know, Spotify has now has a video podcasts along with just audio if you're tuning in on spotify go ahead and head over to the video right now (laughs) harry kane baby i love how like most episodes you have a moment in every episode where you're like i have for all you listeners you got to tune into the video right fucking now i think after the leicester leicester city game we were both now it's harry kane bro that bobblehead 
honestly it should just it should be a constant fixture in the shot that i'm seeing for you right now honestly yeah for it, sure this man i've been crying for it all season if you've listened to this podcast shout out to you first off second off you've heard me complain that harry kane needs to step the fuck up in these kind of games he stepped the fuck up i'm so happy i love that man i'm i'm still i even texted michael i gotta admit during the game it i'm i'm a salty person i'm i'm a pretty salty person like when you hurt my feelings it, it kind of remains there for a little bit and with harry kane he hurt my feelings this summer i'll just be honest with you i i mean he hurt my feelings this is the team he wants to go win trophies with manchester city because they're the best team yada yada yeah if so facto king kane stays in tottenham and now he puts on this performance versus this team it, would you like me to read it out loud go ahead yeah all right i give you permission to air out so early in the first my emotional text during the i think it was like kind of late in the first half i I want to say yeah i do want to disclaim that these matches are emotional so oh for sure michael it's it's a roller coaster ride for both of us emotion yeah so he texts me early on in the first half and says low-key um i'm half salty at kane right now motherfucker wishes he was in baby blue right now and i i put the laughing reaction to that second message and i said bro what because like at this point you know he's already had that beautiful uh ball we'll we'll get into the first goal right now we might as well just because we uh, i'm bringing it up but it's a great um i said bro what he's gonna score bro and what it this was at 10 47 so this was probably in like the 17th minute i said he's gonna score bro and guess what he did? He delivered. Um, but to be fair, you did say his passing has been moisture as fuck. I don't so care let's get into point. it. Let's get into it. Getting, first yeah. goal First goal of the match um, is on the counterattack against the run of play. Manchester City already applying a ton of pressure, which, by the way, Spurs only had 28 perse- um, 28% possession in this match at the Etihad. Um, so it was pretty much sit back, defend, stay strong, ca- hit him on the counter, catch him off guard. Seven hey, center backs. We hey, had seven you know center backs at one point. I loved it. Whatever helps us beat the uh, the plastic fans, man. Whatever gets them upset, um, I'm here for. Regardless, though, um, great counterattack on the first goal. Harry Kane um, hits a lovely, beautiful one-time pass. It was it was more of like a kind of like a flick ahead to Son, and uh, I think it was Ruben Diaz. Son yeah, gets know. through on goal. Uh, to Kulusevski. Kulusevski basically passes the ball into the net in between Jao Cancelo's legs, and the rest is history. I mean, the the goalie also, to my knowledge, that looked like a fucking foul. Wrecked Hyunmin Son. It would have yeah, been a penalty looked... if that didn't go in. So I uh, I loved it. I want to say that that pass. That's Unselfish. Like a, that's that's a, no. The, the, I'm talking about the pass. The first pass. Oh, from the Harry Kane, Kane pass. Oh, dude, world class. That's world a fuck, that, class that's a, that's a fuck your butt pass bro that's just right up your butt pass just whew, there it is and before fucking ruben diaz player of the year bullshit ass player of the year when harry kane should have obviously been the player of the year he gets turned around it was a beautiful sight him and son he's running his hair is just bouncing he's looking great he's looking happy blasting past ruben diaz i love to see it in the ball from harry kane Beautiful. They were hugging the way that they were holding each other today. Today, the way that they were hugging each other on Saturday, after, during, after, before the city game, 
After the bro, third goal, bro. I've missed that. I've missed it so the much. The third goal when Son, he has him around his shoulder and Son's just pointing to Kane. Oh, my God, man. This game was just we beautiful needed that, in so many bro, ways. We needed that. Oh, it was much needed, my friend. Much, much needed. But regardless, um, yeah. So Kulazewski opens the scoring. So he makes his first uh, Premier League start, full first Tottenham start, full debut for Tottenham. Scores in the fourth minute, is all over the all over the pitch. He's he does well tracking back as well on defense. Um, it was just an all around great performance from the young lad. He's only twenty one years old, man. Already making an impact for Tottenham against one of the best sides in the world, not only in the Premier League but in the world. What can I you say about be, the man? I don't want to I mean, be nitpicky, but he wasn't all over the pitch. He was tracking back very much. He was heavy. Heavy defense, but I mean, I think everyone was because we needed that. But I was just looking at his heat map. He he didn't touch too much of the left side of the field, which that's okay. Well, I, I meant I'm more of the I right mean. side. He was all over the right side of the pitch, oh, bro. No, yeah, like, no, that was, was that was his territory. And defensively too, I think we saw a lot of really good things from him defensively. He looked composed. His looked work strong. rate's really good, man. His and work it, rate's incredible. And at such a young age. We were texting about it earlier. I mean, I think his decision-making in in the final third or uh, even in the opponent's half, his decision-making, like, he doesn't think like a 21-year-old. Yeah. He thinks very mature. He plays very mature. The only rip I got on the guys, I think he's kind of slow. But we didn't need pace today. We needed exactly what he brought. Once he sheds that pasta fat from, from Italy, he'll be good to go. Don't worry. It's a, it's 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 only a matter of time, man. Once just, Conte yeah. will get him fit, he's gonna get him fucking churning. He's gonna get him ready for the Premier League. Um, so after Kulusevski scores, um, Ilkay Gundogan does score for Manchester City. He does equalize in the 33rd minute. Um, but early on in the second half, Harry Kane doubles the scoring for Spurs in the 59th minute after an absolutely beautiful ball from Hyunmin Son and. The, the finish, the ball bounces right before his it, it, hit, it hits Harry Kane's foot. And he just kind of guides it into the top right corner of the net, beats Ederson. Ederson has basically 0% chance of saving that ball into the back of the net, right in front of the away end, absolute limbs in front of the, in front of the away end. Harry Kane and Hyunmin Son have equaled the Premier League record for goal combinations between two players with 36, um, with Harry Kane's first goal of the match. Doubles the lead, incredible scenes in the away end, absolute limbs. But more importantly, man, what can you say about this fucking duo? World class. I mean, it's this thing we saw that was so successful last year. It was so beautiful to watch that I really felt like we were missing so much of. Now, I hope this little rift in between them, or whatever this the little dud that we got from the from the beginning of the season. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know I don't know if it's a rift. It's just they haven't been you know they just haven't been on the same page exactly. Maybe they the need pitch. to have lunch all together more often, and Maybe. they ain't been having lunch together enough. I don't know, but we all knew that there was something going on. And they weren't too happy with each other. What I thought was really promising was I, I heard Youngman's son in the post game talking about how it hurt him emotionally to watch Harry Kane go through what he went through hearing the things in the media when he was 
um, what what Hyungman Sun said was when he was still, you know, performing for the team, he didn't say like he thought Harry Kane was playing less for the team. He thought he was still putting in a solid shift and that it hurt him emotionally to see Harry Kane have to go through some of that. So for me, honestly, bro, that that was really nice to hear. It makes me think that like everything's okay again. I'm here to tell you, my friend, that everything oh. is okay. Hold on, I'm gonna have to friggin' go JO real quick. We we scored first. Kulusevski scored his first Tottenham goal, like absolute scenes. But more importantly, it was an early goal to set the tone and kind of, kind of give some cushion, if you will, just because we knew we were gonna concede, right? Like, let's be honest, we knew we were gonna concede against a team like Manchester City. We were gonna have to score more than one goal if we wanted to win the game, but. I, that that was kind of what I was thinking when when the first goal went in. I was like, all right, this is a perfect, perfect start to the game. We caught them on the counter. Let's see them, you know, try to stay resilient as possible. Try to see out this result and hopefully get another goal. But when the second goal went in, man, I was like, all right, we mean business now. Kane's back. Sonny, absolutely world class ball into the box for Kane. Like this is it. So we we mentioned VAR a few times. I know Jacob's salty at it. I'm salty at it as well. Um, unlucky decision against Christian Romero in the 92nd minute, second minute in stoppage time, um, or really 90th minute, I guess. Um, VAR check uh, rules that Christian Romero had a handball inside the box on a, I believe it was a Bernardo Silver, Silva cross or something. Cross um, accidentally hits Romero's arm as he's coming down. Um, he's, he slid early for the ball on the left-hand side of the box. It hits his arm. They rule it a penalty kick. They award it to Manchester City. Riyad Mahrez scores the penalty. Um, Hugo does guess the right way. Unlucky for the uh, for the skipper because he was he was he was great, and we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, if there was but any regardless, less, if there was any less force on that ball, Hugo saving that. Yeah, it was a it was a really really good penalty by Riyad Mahrez. He finishes into the top right corner of the box. But like we said earlier, it did not matter. In the 95th minute, fifth minute of stoppage time, um, would you like to talk about the, the 95th minute winner, Jacob? Because I know you wanted to, to dive into a certain pass that created the opportunity. For me, this goal epitomized what I think our mentality is trying to become under Antonio Conte. Talk to me. We, this is the second game versus what I would say a very good side. I would say Leicester City is a very good side. And we saw what happened to them in stoppage time. I, I feel like this is something we're trying, right? Unfortunately, I thought that Leicester game was going to be kind of a catapult for us, right? Yeah. This for me, this pass, Bentancur Rodrigo. I, I was texting Michael earlier and I said, He's slowly becoming one of my new favorite Spurs players. Like mm -hmm. he's, I, I love watching this man play. He's doing a lot of things that I was really thinking Tongi and Dombele was going to be able to do for our squad. These passes, the on the ball confidence, the desire, the thought to get forward. His passing is so good, and if you watch the the replay back, you will see that he had Matt Doherty wide open. And, and I saw a tweet about this, so I will have to shout out at whoever the fuck on Twitter. Yo, Harry Winks, he plays that to Doherty a hundred times just to be safe. A hundred out of a hundred times. Bentancur, he 
lobs it deep to uh, Kulusevsky. And when I tell you that I honestly didn't know if he was going to get there, I didn't know if he was going to get there. It was so late in the game. I didn't know. I was worried that he was going to be offside again. Yeah, because the other one that had gotten called back. Right. I mean, me too. I was like, please, let's, let's, I'm so used to when we have a deep ball like that, having like a Steven Bergvine or a Lucas Mora who just fucking sends it into the box with, with reckless abandon. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I was expecting. And when it sailed over Lucas Mora's head at first, I'm like, oh shit. But bro, Harry Kane, Harry fucking Kane, when you need the man the most, where was he? Yeah, Kulazewski crosses the ball from the right-hand side of the field into uh, the box. Goes over Lucas Moore's head, but Harry Kane rises to the occasion, dunks on Kyle Walker, and heads the ball into the back of the net. I think that was my favorite part of the part of that goal, bro, was the fact that it was over um, our old right back, a player that was so great for us and who has, to be fair, been so great for Manchester City over the years. But... To do it over Kyle Walker, it uh it felt a little bit better, um just because of of what went down all those years ago. But the other my my other favorite part of not only the game winner but the the other Harry Kane goal as well was that it was right in front of the away end at the Etihad, so you could see all of the Tottenham fans go absolutely crazy. So if you're listening to this across the pond in the UK and you were at the game in Manchester, you made the trip, you guys were absolutely phenomenal on Saturday. We heard you all match. You were loud. You were proud. But more importantly, man, you guys were, were just your presence and, you know, the, the absolute scenes, man, in the crowd on both of those goals. But let, let, let's talk about um, Christian Romero real quick, man. Unlucky decision against him um, that got ruled by VAR to give Manchester City their penalty in stoppage time. But him and the rest of the back line, they had a decent performance in my opinion. What were your thoughts on the back line? I was highly impressed. I thought it was pretty obvious that we had Eric Dyer back. Yeah. Um, but, but like, even just, like, ben, like, players like Ben Davies, you know, we already mentioned that, um, oh, well, at least I did. I, he was poor, in my opinion, against Wolves, and he was at fault for the second goal, um, partially. But in my opinion, he bounced back very, very well, to be fair. And he played a great ball to Harry Kane that led to the Kulazewski goal in the fourth minute. So I'll give credit where credit's due. Ben Davies had a great game. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right, man. Just Eric Dyer being back in the formation, giving uh, us another relatively steady center back as in terms of uh, this season's form. And you get to push Christian Romero out to the right where he's played very well before. And to be fair, once again, he had an absolutely phenomenal game. Um on the right-hand side of that back three formation. But you're right, man. I think Eric Dyer being back was a huge, huge difference between the last game to this one. It was great to see Romero and Dyer back in the same uh, starting 11. I also thought that it gave Christian Romero the chance to really showcase just how great he is at whatever position you want to plug him in at. Um, Ben Davies, this was his best game in in a little while. He's, he's, He's kind of struggled, like you said, and... It was just like they were playing different. I don't know if Eric Dyer being out there gave the fucking squad some BDE or what. But honestly, I think I texted you about the Christian Romero during the match too. I was like, dude, this guy's got to be packing a fucking hog the way he just bosses this entire field. It doesn't matter. His physicality, his strength, and his aggressiveness, the, the, the combination of all three 
is what, in my opinion, separates him from other really good center backs. That's what separates you from a great center back and a world-class center back. If you're an NBA fan, he reminds me of Boogie Cousins underneath the basket. And this is all over the pitch that this man plays. So that just gives you an idea of how physical this man is. Like I said, dude, I don't know what else to say. I think he's just, he's got to have a hog. He's got to have a hog, bro. He's the epitome of BDE. And, bro, I, I heard that we're going to sign him. It's 50 mil, bro. That's that's all he's going to cost. That's cheap as fuck, in my opinion, for the quality he brings, for the energy yep. he brings. I mean, just looking at his stats. I think he's like an 80 million rated center back, in my opinion, bro. Yeah, 80, I was, 90. I was going to say, like, yeah, like 75 to 85 is kind of where I would. I could see someone spending 75 mil on this guy. For sure. For sure. I mean, just looking at his stats, seven clearances, two block shots, two interceptions. Obviously, unlucky with that handball. I mean, he's sliding. Yeah. He's playing hard, deep in stoppage time. I mean, the, when you think about the the time in which they scored that penalty and then the time in which we went and got the winner, I screamed so much and I got upset because we had two. Was It, it was two, right, that VAR called off. Mm-hmm. Because they had the Harry Kane goal, um, which would have made it 3-1. Uh, that was ruled out by VAR, and then they called the handball in the 90th minute. When that Harry Kane one happened, I started shaking. I got so excited. It was so beautiful. It gets called back. We give up a handball, and, and then the game completely changes. So for me, I'm worried at that moment. I know what this looks like. We've been here. And there was so much time, I felt like, damn, they may even go and snag a winner here. We just need to play it safe, get the point. But at that point, it still felt like a, a draw would have been like a loss. And I know going into that game, I had said, if we came out with a draw, that that to me was like a win. But at that juncture in the game, to me, that draw felt like a loss. And yeah. apparently it felt like a loss to everyone else in that squad too because they went and got that goal. Dude, when I tell you that game's an instant classic, instant fucking classic. For sure. Just like the Leicester game. We've, and, and we've been having those. And I think that that is just an example of Antonio Conte. He had a whole week to game plan this. Look what that man did. Jesus, if you don't back this man, I don't... That's another topic. But this guy's This manager is the real deal, bro. I think he's the best manager we've ever had. No, for sure. In, in our um, lifetime, anyway. He 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 was definitely the difference on Saturday. I think another important aspect of this game and one of the biggest reasons why we won was the players that didn't necessarily have a great first half, they bounced back and had a great second half. Hoybier was struggling early on. I know you mentioned that, that um, you didn't exactly like his start to the match. Mm-hmm. I thought Bentoncourt yeah. surprisingly struggled early on as well in the midfield. Emerson didn't play that well in the first half. He had a few crosses that were in no man's land or just completely over the target. I think those three players in particular, they they didn't have the best first half. Hugo, I thought, was a little bit uh, unfortunate that the ball kind of bounced his way when uh, uh, on Manchester City's first goal. But another part of me does definitely think that maybe he should have caught that ball. So you could argue that Hugo Lloris had, an, had a great bounce-back performance because later on in the match, he had a world-class save against a Ilkay Gundogan a curler into the back corner of the net. 
but Hugo was there. He made a, an absolutely great save. So you could even throw him in that mix, who really bounced back and, and turned his performance around and put in a really, really good shift. But that second half, man, the, the change of attitude, that you could see the heart and the effort that the players were giving, I think that was ultimately the difference, especially for the players who, who bounced back from the first half to the second half. You could definitely see the the passion in their eyes and the and the effort that they were giving, the work rates in the midfield from Hoybier and Bentoncourt. You're right, man. It was an instant classic. It was it was one of my definitely one of my favorite Spurs games I've ever watched. It was great. It had everything in it. It it really did. It had so much drama, so much beauty. Um, it was really back and forth. One of the things I think that stood out to me was, I mean, okay, we're playing the league leader, Manchester City. Like some Antonio Conte would say the best club in the world right now. That's his words. We're going to their home and do that after losing three in a row. I mean, Pep kind of said it before the game too. He said Tottenham's dangerous in this situation. They're on a three-game losing streak. I think now they're more dangerous than ever. He was fucking right. Pep ain't right a lot. He was right. That motherfucker was right. Because you know what? We did it. We, we, I mean, if there was a, a medal to be won for beating Manchester City twice, we fucking got it. Man City has lost three times this year. How many times have they lost to us? Two. two. Two out of the three times they've lost this year. They've only dropped 12 points all season. Half of those, six, were to Tottenham. Bro, and we can't even get a point out of that Wolves or Southampton game. Come on. Unlucky. I was texting texting my wife about it like, only Tottenham can do things like this. Mm -hmm. Go on this ugly losing streak and then be the best team in the world. Per Conte. I'm saying that per Conte. Yeah. Bro, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. There's so many. We we could literally just sit here and gush and talk about all the beautiful things. I want to talk about uh, real quick. Hugo Lloris on that first goal. I, watching it back, that ball from Sterling had some pace on it, and I don't think yeah. he thought it had as much velocity as it did, and so he fucked up the catch. I was harsher on him in the moment, like when it happened. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen it back a few times, that's why I say it's when tough. I mentioned the goal, I was like. I think he's partially a little bit unlucky because of the way it kind of bounced in front of him. But mm-hmm. the other half of me is like, I think he still should have, because of how good he is, he I think he should have gobbled that up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I love but that to be, like I said, like I said, I, I, I definitely thought that he was a little bit unlucky. Yeah, I mean. But yeah, he, should, he still should have gobbled it up. Gobbled. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. Oh, man, that's a great word. Um, honestly, also, I thought Emerson Royale had a really good game. I mean, I in the second he, eight, like I said, the second half, shit, he was bro. good. He was, was good defensively. Good. He was, he was good positionally, um, in that kind of what, like back eight at one point, <laughs> back, back seven. But to be fair, yes, I, I thought he played well in the second half. But like I mentioned, you know, the first half, some of his crosses were just like, bro, what are you doing? out there like are you even looking at where you're do you even know where you're crossing the ball but yeah no i agree with you man the sec- especially in the second half i thought he played well you know what i just thought of that this the, our team reminded me of did you see that video of the tottenham hotspur stadium like waving in the wind mm-hmm. 
You saw that video, right? Yeah. That's honestly what I felt like our squad looked like absorbing the pressure from Man City. We were just constantly, the whole game, absorbing pressure, absorbing pressure. And then to see, and to still come out on top of a game like that, a, a, a game where the best team in the world is going to possess 70% of that, and we still came out on top, bro. You can't write this shit up. I nope. can't wait. If if you're listening to this before Tuesday, it was a live stream. You may have heard of it. It's on Tottenham Away's YouTube channel. It's called United Spurs of America every Tuesday. Stelio said, if Man City lose this game, we're fighting with two bananas. Two he bananas. Said we're, we, he said we are bringing bananas. Bananas. Because he's British. Shout out Stelio. We're going to the um, gunfight with two bananas. Yeah, we're bringing two bananas to a gunfight. Which, to be fair, like, I, I get the point that he was making, but, dude, it was so funny when he said it. I think that was Bro. probably the best part of the live stream on, on last Tuesday. That was You say that, man. I watched it back, and I was busy yelling at Stelios because <laughs> he had said to play the U23s because we should be more prepared for the Burnley game instead of this game because we were definitely going to lose this game. And I was just going off on him saying, what the fuck's the point of believing or, like, following a team, supporting your team if you don't believe – that they can it's david versus goliath bro it's in the bible it was like, funny i was just kind of sitting there and i was just like listening to everyone i was like yeah yeah you make a good point oh yeah, no, yeah you yeah, and you iggy fucking point. lost it when he said two bananas <laughs> y'all lost it and i was busy yelling so it was it was well, funny when i when i rewatched it bro and i re-listened to it because it was also we used it as a special for uh episode 43 i believe or 42 one of them one of them because it was that good it was a long ass episode, but it was fun. If you listen to it, yeah, that was definitely a good time. So we're gonna be giving them a lot of shit. I don't know. I, they also got the stream on Mondays for Tottenham Away, their little Monday night pod. Um, I'm definitely gonna be tuning into that, give him some shit. So shout out Stelios, Tottenham Away. Um, but yeah, man, what's up with the U23s? That's what I'm gonna say. What's up? <laughs> Fucks up, bro. Fucks up, bro. Man of the match in BDE. Oh yes. No wait. I feel All like right. I should go. wait. I feel like I should go because I I feel like I know where you're going, and I feel like you've. I, I want you to have more to say, so I want you to end it out with the, your. Right. I feel like yours is going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into man of the match and BDE of the match. Jacob, start us off, my friend. Who is your man of the match? Man of the match. I hate to be cliche and go with what you have to go with, bro. It's Harry Kane. Bro, he had three goals. Two two of them counted. The man was on a mission. Damn, the talk dirty was, to me, Jacob. Jeez. The man was on a motherfucking mission. Okay, so that's my man of the match. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep it light because I'm going to let you go in. My BDE. And now, this is going to be a crazy one. I'm giving it to the whole fucking team, bro. Wow. Antonio Conte. I think that's the I'm first time the any of us boy. have ever done that. All I'm right. giving it to... Emerson Royale, Christian Romero, Ben Davies, Hugo Lloris, everyone stepped up. They faced adversity time and time again. They stepped up again and again to fight for these fucking three points. These were important three points. This is an important game in hand that we have in the in, in, in the grand scheme of top four. So for me, bro, BDE, Antonio Conte, and then the juices just trickle down from there to the rest of the squad because it was so much BDE, bro. Ryan Mason got BDE. Ledley King got the BDE. The whole side, Joe Roden, fucking hugging Antonio Conte, gave me some BDE. (laughs) 
All right. It was beautiful. I saw him hugging Roden, Joe Roden, the man who don't get no playing time under Antonio Conte. I saw them hugging and I was screaming. My son was crying. He's like, why are you screaming? <laughs> What's <daddy?"> going on? <laughs> the same thing during the Leicester game. Why are you screaming at me, daddy? And I'm not. I'm not, son. I'm losing my shit because of Harry Kane. So BDE, the whole team, bro. Whole team. But go ahead. I want to hear yours now. My man of the match is Harold Edward Kane. Get the bobblehead. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Harry Kane is my man of the match. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. One of the best performances I have ever seen in a Premier League match in my lifetime. One of the best Harry Kane performances of his career. And possibly the best performance of any Spurs player this season as well. What a player. World class. His finishing is now back to world class. That first goal, dude, you, do you realize how difficult that is to put it where Harry Kane put it? Where literally Ederson, even if Ederson did dive uh, to his left, there was no shot with the pace of the ball and the lift that Harry Kane had. No shot anyone was getting to that. The second goal, dunking on Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker felt the BDE, bro. And that's going to be my allusion all to my BDE of the match as well. Unlucky, once again, for the third game in a row, Christian Romero loses out on BDE of the match. He gets second place. I want to give a shout-out to Christian Romero because I feel bad. I honorable really do. Honorable mention. You got honorable mentions. But BDE of the match is Harold Edward Kane for that second goal. Dunking on Kyle Walker, holding his arms out, the Messiah of North London, of N17, of Tottenham Hotspur, in front of the away end. Seriously, bro, you couldn't have written it. I couldn't have written it better. And I, you know how much I love Harry Kane. Everyone does. I couldn't have even written it better. Mm. The man is world class. Mm. Best striker in the league. Best striker in the world. I'm, I said it before. I'm saying it again. He's back. The king is back. He's my man of the match and BDE of the match. Mm -hmm. It's rare. It's rare when it's both players or when it's the same player for for both awards, but I can't give it to anyone else. I can't. I physically like I physically cannot say that anyone else is BDE of the match. I can only give a shout out to Christian Romero. This was a rare game, so it deserves some rare awards, I think, from both of us. I also want to say there was um, I don't know if it was before his first goal or after his first goal, before the second one that got ruled off. There was a shot where Harry Kane, um, I think Youngman's son also played him in, and he was in the box, and he took it on his right foot, and it looked like he kind of, if he just put a little lift on it, Ederson don't get there. Mm -hmm. But he kind of looked like he tried to pass it in the bottom corner, and Ederson is apparently quality enough to stop it. And I remember, I think I texted you like, oh, he should have lifted that. But then he did, or he had just done that. So I don't know. And he was trying something different. But Harry Kane, what can you say? I mean, that's the worst thing I could say about the man. There was one time on one of his goals, maybe he could have lifted it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but in the in the moment, it was just a it was just a good save by Ederson. But this whole team, bro, I'm just so proud. I'm just, I'm just so proud. So I have also, an idea. Also, I called it the night before the game. I quote tweeted 
uh, the thing saying it's match day because they usually, you know, I'm around midnight my time that comes out. I quote tweeted it and I said, we're going to get the upset dub. Called it. Fucking called it, bro. Pretty happy about that. You felt it in the air. It I have an there. idea and I'd like to propose something that we could do possibly moving forward in the podcast that I think would be pretty cool for the fans. A little one live production fi- meeting right here. One final thought before we sign off. It can be anything you want. One final thought. You want to try it out here, my friend? One final thought on the Tottenham Hotspur. This was a good episode, man. For all of you still sticking around at the 40, what, 42nd minute mark? Well, it'll probably be edited, so this might be like yeah, the 38th. 40th minute mark. 35th. Regardless. Might be 35th minute. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Shout out. But one, one final thought, my friend, before we sign off here. My one final thought. If I had known we were going to do this, I would have saved my excited speech about Joe Roden and Antonio Conte hugging. So my one final thought, I'm going to leave you with this. Harry Kane, young son, holding each other, their moistures touching each other's moistures, becoming one moisture. That's my final thought right there. That's a good parting thought for me. Sons and Kane's moisture becoming one one volume of moisture, one wetness, one wet spot, if you will. A very wet final thought. I like it. Bro, it was a wet-ass game. It was. I was wet. Second half, man. Harry I'm Kane. wet, and we're talking about it fucking 48 hours later. Mm-hmm. Shit, that was a great game. What's your f- one final thought from Michael Ramirez? He's one of our own. He's one of our own. Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. He's one of our own. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. We want to give a shout out to Faraz and Pete, our sponsors. If you want to become a sponsor, go support us on Patreon. And also, go support us on anchor.fm slash United Spurs of America. Click on support, and uh, you, the rest is history. But shout out Faraz, shout out Pete. Thank you guys both so much for all massive, your support. Massive supporters of the pod, financially, we appreciate you. And massive shout out to our listeners. Thank you so much, like we mentioned, for listening to another edition of this podcast. Um, also, real quick, this is a weird one, but on Pop, there's a guy named Nicholas, I believe. Um, I'll shout him out again if I fuck it up. But Nicholas from North London, he literally will will just DM me uh, links to the training gear that I'm I've been looking for for years. He sent me links from eBay UK to like, hey, check this one out. Hey, this is in your size. You know, hey, you should look at this one. Yada yada. So he does that. That's not even like to buy from him. He just yeah. does that because he's a Tottenham fan. So I was like, bro, I'm shout gonna have to shout you out. Shout out. Definitely shout out. But that that's weird. It's a random one, but I had to do it. Um, we do play. Um, before we do sign off, I do want to mention um, the opponent that we have up next. We do play Burnley this Wednesday. It's on the road. It's uh, If you remember, it's the uh, the postponed match from when it like was a apparent blizzard in Burnley. Um, like I think back in like January or December. I forget. But um, that is the makeup game. It's this Wednesday, 12.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, once again, it is on the road before we head to Leeds United on Saturday. But regardless, we will see you on Wednesday after the Burnley match. Um, but until then, up the lads, stay safe out there. And Jacob, 
Come on, you Spurs. You came on last time. Now you can come on me, you Spurs. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. 